2: So it's Derby County nil Millwall 1 here at Pride Park. Stuck in a car park at the moment on the way back. Um, a great game for Millwall. Uh, good result. The first half was out of this world full of lines. We contained Derby well. They really didn't do anything with the ball, even though they probably edged to possession. Tom Bradshaw had a strike that proves that How on earth we managed to get a player of that quality. I'll never know because that was just a top, top, top class finish. Second half, slightly different. Um, Derby were pretty much all over us and we we struggled to sort of keep hold of the ball a few of our influential players decided not to be as influential as they were um, and it didn't help with the referee being uh, slightly controversial as you can say good game in the end good three points for Millwall if slightly critical um, I think that we could have read the flight of the ball slightly better and maybe been more sort of direct with our passing and to the point but it's three points two points off the playoffs. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle away I what fun it is to see Millwall win away. Come on your lines.
1: Good evening, welcome to Acton Millwall. Millwall. Wow. Um, you know what, I've just been lambasted on Twitter. Have you? Before? for? Yes, some <laughs> <laughs> What know,
0: about? What are you being lambasted about? Uh,
1: uh, mate, so I, I basically put up a, a tweet today. Obviously, Liverpool signed that Minamino fella. That's exactly this how guy, how, yeah, yeah. How come United are just sitting back? It's evident where the gaps are in the team. How come they're just sitting back? Uh, um, what-
0: Mm, yeah, just, this has gone down badly with the Manchester it's United. Cleon is being on me all day. has is, is on at me. Anyway, it's it's Christmas time. Nearly.
1: It is. It is Christmas. Welcome to the the most wonderful time of the year. My name is Aaron Paul This is the world famous Actung Millwall, good to have you with us. Uh, compliments of the season to one and all from all of us here. um Thank you for joining us this year as well. uh Joining me this evening um is is Daddy Cool himself, the uh, bony <laughs> lover. It is Mister Nick Hart, mate. Oh. Now, what I want to know is, obviously, you know, we know you do your double act around this time. <laughs> of- yep.
0: Hollywood sort of double act. Have you been
1: baking much in the kitchen?
0: I haven't been baking. I, I do get the odd gig to be Sir Father Christmas from time to time. I, 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 I work where I used to work in, um, in I have worked in an office in Hackney and um, they wanted someone to play Father Christmas and for some reason they they, they put their hands on the one grey-haired white guy that worked in the office. I said, I'm being stereotyped here, aren't I? I'm being stereotyped.
1: Oh, well, there you have it. And uh, <laughs> what, a man who, who certainly, certainly, is busy this time of year comparing all those prices. I hear he went on a club shop tour. Did he go on a club shop tour? I don't know, maybe he did. But what I can certainly tell you is he is our version of Dale Winton. It is young Mickey Avery. The boxing day sales are coming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you won't find any in the new dentist, <laughs> gentlemen. Gentlemen, I've got a nice little rhyme for you. Hark now, hear the angels sing Mill will win away.
0: Whee! Great result.
1: By the right. way, this is got Pathetic, and you call yourself media. You're a 12-year-old. Should I just, comp- should I just correct the spelling? Uh,
0: uh, well, we, 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 we could, we've got a few answers we could give to that. But the fuck anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, Milwalt, got, got to in, in nice a way. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I didn't go. I, I watched the stream. I managed to get a stream, which was oddly about a minute behind real time. So I kept getting the, the score flash. Or the half time, just as you know, just before the events unfolded on the on the on the on the screen, I was watching. So it's it, it's kind of an odd feeling because like like you've got a, a, a premonition as to what's going to happen. Tom Bradshaw scoring in the twenty fifth minute, and that was announced prior to the, the move that created the goal. So um, that was quite reassuring. Really, really strong performance. Um, there's only one Gary Rowett, as the song goes. Now, um, but, you know, he, what has he worked in the the transformation? In the was it only about a month and a bit now that he's been in charge. Uh, the end of October, so just over a month, and I really think that given that it's the same set of players, you know, there's no. In fact, we're losing players with injuries, left, right, and centre, such as Ben Thompson on Saturdays. I think it's amazing the transformation that he's that he's worked. Don't you, Michael? Well, I think it's it's, it's a, a jaw dropping in many respects.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a completely different side. You, I mean, you're going you're going away from home now, and you're confident you'll get a result. I know Derby before the game had only scored something like two in four games or something like that. But to to be a, in a position as a Millwall fan, to actually do a sort of 150, 200-mile trip and think, you know what, we might actually get something here. We've not had that sort of confident feeling for a, quite a long time. And he, he's he's put a side together, like you say, Nick, that even though they're the same players, they look, they look totally different. I mean, I know we've said it half-tongue-in-cheek, but you're seeing Murray Wallace and Jake Cooper running down the wing, nutmegging people, yeah. you know? Yeah. When, when 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 Neil Harris was in charge, all they were doing was hoofing the ball with all due respect to, to Neil Harris. But it just seems there's a new direction. It seems there's a new lease of being able to play the game. You know, there's still a few minor one or two things that I think I sent in my recording over to Nick that I still think needs a bit of work for us to be that real end product. But yeah, with, with Gary Rowett in charge, it, it makes you think where we'd, where we'd be if we started the season with him. It, it's,
1: it's interesting, Chuck. It's interesting because... Derby are a side who have been sort of a bit of a wounded animal this season, in the sense of, you know, they're, they're, they're not really being at their best. You know, let's be fair, it wasn't a game of massive, massive, massive quality. But, you know, one bit of magic from Tom Bradshaw, what a finish, by the way. By the way, the geese on Twitter, has blocked, he's blocked me. He's blocked me, ladies and gentlemen. And well he- done, well oh, done. That's that's
0: always the, the badge of honour to get blocked. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 Merry
1: yeah. Christmas, one and all. Yeah, quality, quality finish from Tom Bradshaw. It's that small little moment of quality that's going to change a game. And make no mistake, Derby may be you know sixteenth in the table. It's not an easy place to go. Pride Park. They will, you know, they they will sort of hold teams there. But you can really sense Mill will rattle them. You know, Mill Mill really rattled them. Their fans weren't happy at all after that.
0: No, booed off after. I mean, I know these, you know, the, the, their manager is Philip Cocu. I think we said that has played for Barcelona. Is that correct, Aaron? Yes, the PSB, Yeah,
1: a champagne midfielder. What a what a midfielder, Rolls Royce
0: of a So you know he's he's played at the highest levels and you know has, has come into Derby a club with some resources compared with little old Millwall. And you're right. I mean, we the first half particularly, I thought we contained them very well. We got in front of a, an absolutely top draw. Top jaw finish. It was a, it was a move straight out of the the counter attack playbook. You know, um, beautiful little kind of headed move around the central defender from Bradshaw, and then the first, first shot strike into the into the net was it was a wonderful moment. I I, I was given about a minute's pre warning it was coming, thanks to the BBC's um, pop up on my screen. So, but it didn't um, didn't take away from the pleasure of seeing the goal in you know, as it unfolded. Uh, Tom Bradshaw is a jewel in the crown, really. I mean, we've not seen that much of him, but the, what we're seeing there this season, I think we've got a real, real quality finisher and quality striker there on our the hands. You know, I, I, I don't like to knock old players, but it, it, the contrast with Lee Gregory and the, um, you know, number of chances he would need to get, a, get a goal is, is quite striking. So there weren't many other chances for Mill in the whole game. As you said, it wasn't a great quality, quality um, match overall, but, um, what a finish. What a finish, Michael.
2: You say that about Derby, Aaron, and, you know, we've had the, the history of Derby uh, with, you know, Brian Clough being the manager there, and, you know, they get twenty seven, twenty eight thousand 28,000 every week. And also, the game at the weekend was a memorial game for Jim Smith, who who, um, who yeah. passed away, wasn't it? Um,
1: yeah.
2: And, you know, both for sets of fans and full credit to Millwall fans for joining in with the applause um, for, for Jim Smith there. So, well done to, to everyone there. But... I found it interesting because I I was at the game and it was just that that Derby offered absolutely nothing in the first half. I think they had one shot that sort of went wide of Biakowski's goal, but that was a kind of did he really mean to put it there. But there was just there was nothing from Derby at all. And what I was saying to a few people who was around me was that, you know, there's nothing from the crowd. I said, yeah, they got booed off at half time. But if Millwall was playing like that in the first half, for the den, there'd be uproar. But like, not 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 sort of like a, a fussy Millwall supporter who's being spoiled, But a rightly, what are you doing? Why are you not doing nothing? Why are you not creating any chances? The second half was different, where Derby actually come out of the blocks a bit, a bit more, and you know they sort of passed the ball a bit better. I think it was Waggon. He had um, He had a clear cut chance that went wide somehow, mm-hmm. and you know Bielski pulled off that save after the deflection.
0: But Late, overall, yeah. A, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was it was a great say. But overall, as a Derby fan, I'd be very disappointed. And I mean, I know there's a lot of pressure on the manager with with Rooney coming in. You know, a lot of people are saying that you know is this his first? Is it going to be his first job? But if you are, if you are Wayne Rooney, you're probably half sitting there rubbing your hands together, thinking I've only got to really put up with this for another six more weeks, and they'll give me the job.
0: You, I mean, yeah, I would imagine that's what must be crossing his mind. Um, I didn't see anything from the Derby side to truly rare us. we we contained them very well in the second. I think Rowett said in his post-match interview that they had that one deflected shot on target, which Bielkowski pulled off a another fantastic save. I think there was one early one in the game, I remember, near the start. If I'm, I, I, there, was a, there was another uh, moment where Bielkowski did well for us. Um, but that was probably the standout save from him. But otherwise, no, um, Derby had joined the ranks of these very flat, underperforming championship sides. And, you know, you, you look at, just looking at the table... They're in the same bracket as the Middlesbroughs and the and the Huddersfields and, and 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 that level the Reddings, they ought to be doing better than they are, but somehow they can't quite get their their, their season ignited. And I, I don't see hmm. any. I didn't see anything on that side that would that showed any any reason to think they'll do better. Wayne Rooney, well, you know he's obviously um, England. Um, is he the top scorer for England? Um, yeah, I think he surpassed, he, he surpassed Lineker, didn't he? Um, and he's a he's. He's, he's, he's a funny player. I mean, for all of his achievements with England and, and, and as, a, as a club player, he's not loved, is he? I sound like my, my uh, Brian Clough now. Not, you, you, you throw it all away, but yeah. you're not loved. You know, you, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't carry much um, sympathy with the public. Um, whether he's the man to turn it around there, who knows? But we're a Millwall show, and we did fantastically well to to take three points, second one on the road um and there we are we're 11th position boys you know i mean (laughs) We are only two points away from Fulham, which is another story you of under, underperformance. Isn't it? It's all change. It's all change. Um,
1: I was I was at Nottingham Forest on, um, on on Saturday and I watched Jordan Rhodes knock a first-half hat-trick in after not scoring for 807 days. And you look at those four teams that were Fulham, Bristol City, Forest and Preston. It is all change up there. Preston into third, Brentford into fourth, Wednesday into fifth, Fulham into sixth. Now, the run of form that Fulham, Bristol City and Forest are in, you, I would not not, not, not be be worried about putting money on Millwall to actually breach those clubs. I mean, Blackburn, they'll tail away. Swansea will tail away. But Forest, Bristol City, Fulham, I'm telling you, there's
0: something not right in all of them. No, there's a lot of clubs <clears> like <throat> it. I didn't see... I think. I mean, Derby, again, we were flogging Derby's horse. Um, I mean, there's something not quite right flogging about that. I find ram- Nick flogging their RAM. Flogging oh. their RAM, um, oh. <laughs> but there's, there's 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 a lot of clubs in that you know they they've got a lot of um, comparatively speaking, um, they put a lot of resources into their squad, but they're not achieving much on the pitch. Achtung, Achtung. Um I think we've got a massive opportunity in front of us, and I, I it, Bouncy obviously on Saturday is going to be a huge match because they're they're bottom. Um, I think they won last. Uh, they won that 5-3, didn't they? Big QPR 5-3 yeah, at the big weekend. Win. Yeah. Um, which sounds like and they've got new management if I if I remember rightly, Aaron. I think they've just changed managers, have not they? Um, so they, they may be on a bounce. But I, I one thing I've got to say, um, and we've we've been yeah. saying every show recently, is that the the the, 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 the amount of um, um the reassurance you get now having Gary Rowett in charge. Traditionally, this would have been a, a, a banana skin match for Mill uh, at home to Barnes, who having done well against other clubs, that, you know, gone to some awkward places like Swansea and, and, and uh, Derby and won, we'd probably fall over against Barnsley at home. But for some reason, I have faith and trust in Gary Rowett to produce a performance. You can never odd say how the game will go, but you get a sense that we'll give a performance on Saturday. Mm. It won't be the wishy wash that we would have expected too many times in the past. Massive opportunity, big Christmas, you know, win on Saturday. And, well, it's game on for the rest of the Christmas period. Nick, you know what? My connection is completely dropping
1: out. Um, Just very quickly, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas to all the the Act Mill listeners out there. Thank you for uh, for being there with us this year. And, yeah, we'll be taking it into 2020. Just with a better bit of signal, and hopefully, Nick, the return of face-to-face pods, eh? You
0: never know. That would be lovely. Really Really appreciate you taking time out, Aaron. I'll let you go, mate. All the best. Catch you soon. Achtung, Well, listeners, Aaron's had to drop out as as you would have gathered. um, He's he's working um, tonight in a uh, well, an alternative radio station tonight. Obviously, clearly one with not a decent um, Wi-Fi connection, Michael. So um, we'll we'll hopefully um, turn that around in the new year after Christmas. So it's just you and me now, mate. Um, we, no, soldier I, I, on. we soldier on. There's a massive opportunity. I mean, it's um, you know, if we can get three points over Barnsley and then move on to uh, Brentford, which would be a huge game, but I fancy us in that big, bigger game, London derby situation. We've got a, a loss at uh, Griffin Park to avenge. I just think it's, it's, you know, the the chance is there in front of us. Um, you just get a sense that something's building here.
2: Yeah, I think as well with. There was something I picked up from the Derby game, and it it. It reminded me slightly of the Forest game, where if uh, you know, it, it was a good first half from Millwall, and this is something as we were saying. If we if we want to push on to those levels and break into these, um, you know, top levels of the division, we really need to sort of kill teams off early, in the sense that Derby, as I said, were absolutely atrocious first half. Nottingham Forest were absolutely atrocious first half, and we didn't exploit it you know with teams like no. the fulham teams no. like the leeds teams like the west brom they would have been out of sight at half time now i know we've not got players of that quality of that value don't get me wrong but i still think there's an element i believe i said it to you nick um, at the weekend that i i just don't think we we the players seem to be able to like read that ball and have that real killer instinct there was a few crosses i'm not sure if you picked up on it that came into the box and they were beautiful crosses that were like landing in the six-yard box or they was, you know, sort of head height in the six-yard box. And there wasn't too many Millwall players around it. Or there was passes out to the wing or down the wing towards Jed Wallace um, and Budvazan and over to, uh, to Bradshaw where they were just slightly hit, where you could see the ball was the good idea, but it was just the pass. And I think if we just get rid of those and we can just work on that real final killer instinct touch, because I think that's the only thing really we're lacking if we're yeah. really going to progress. I, I think we really could challenge. Would
0: you agree with that? I think we could challenge. There, there's a slight wing and a prayer element to it in that um, you know late in the game we saw Ben Thompson go down with an injury, um, which seems to have sidelined. I can't quite. I was looking online. I don't know if you've got any info on how badly uh, injured he is or how long he's going to be out for. But certainly, the, you know, to be sidelined for Saturday was the impression I got from news at then. No more info on that, but. Mm. The point being, you know, we, we're talking, talking about Jed Wallace, who's been playing um, on another level. Um, we're talking about uh, Bradshaw doing so well up front for us. Um, I just get a sense, and it links in with your point a little bit, in that I just think we are, because of the um, the, uh, the small nature of the squad, small size of the squad, we're just a couple of injuries away from probably falling by the wayside. That's, that's my only doubt. I, I think that, The the quality of the play has improved dramatically since Gary Rowett's taken over. You're probably talking about November as 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 his work, you know, proper work with the squad, Um, and now obviously um, you know game by game improvements in in December. So it's not that long he's actually had to work with us. So I've I've got every sense that those issues you've identified there, the, the, the crosses coming in, the movement, the anticipation. He'll work on that and you know, bit by bit as the season goes along, I expect us to improve on that. So you're right, there were there were moments where you think oh we could have done better, should have should have done better. Um but I just think that's going to improve. Um what can't improve is where we get knocks and players like we've lost Ryan then for some time now, players that you would have expected to have played a critical role. Um spending time in the treatment room and and and, um you know not being available that's that's the thing that might hurt us once we get past the frenzy of christmas and into well january looks equally as busy isn't it? there's cup games and all sorts in in january so who knows what that might generate but i think that's the only the the squad size the balance between the tight group and it's it strikes me i was looking at the um you know, the uh, reports on News at Den about the, 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 the players going out for their Christmas party. They clearly are a bunch of boys that enjoy each other's company, they are clearly having a good time. And that translates to what we see on the pitch. Um, I mean, you were, you were there. I was watching on, on TV. But, um, you know, at the end of the game, you've got, um, I think, Malum, I saw Jason Malumbi go over and give his shirts to one of the kids in the crowd. Yeah. Um, mm. You've got real a real connection uh, between those players and, and the travelling public up there that's that's invaluable so you don't want to lose that you don't you know you don't want to go into the um the holloway zone of 40 odd players and, and and so on that's 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 madness but you just need some reinforcements i think that that's going to be the most important um th- these next few weeks can be really 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 important to see where we can take hmm. that
2: yeah and also as well i know i know we uh sort of sound like broken records over the past few weeks and on other shows we've been talking about, so we're just going to touch on it, Well, Will. Um, it will be, it'll be interesting as well with Jed, won't it? Because yeah. I know that we've had the... I know you guys, um, like Ryan mentioned it and Mike mentioned it, like recent conversations where how much would you let him go for? Let's, let's, let's be brutally honest. If he's cost us 500 grand and like we get anywhere near 10 and yeah. we need those reinforcements, like you say, some, sometimes your hand can be forced. you know? Gary Rout could be sat there... And we, we could have a Jed Wallace, who's a phenomenal player. And honestly, he he's one of these players who I think probably in a few years, if slash when he does go, would probably be spoken about in that same vein as like a sort of Stephen Reeder or a Paul feel or these sort of like real cult players, you know, the ones that you really enjoy watching. But if you get to a point where, you know, like you said, a busy January, you have that tough FA Cup game, two or three players take a knock. Yeah. And you know, for 10 million, you can reinforce a squad that's... Uh, that's slightly depleted. You you might have to half be forced to sell him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, obviously there's the player's wishes. You know, I, I think if you're in Jed Wallace's shoes and you know, let's let's say Aston Villa, they're the ones that keep getting banded around. I don't know if there's other clubs, but Villa would do. um If the kind of money that we're, we're talking about is available. Um, and the wages that he can make there, and you know the financial security it's going to offer him and his family. I believe he's got youngsters. Um, you, you you have to think in terms of the potential for your career to disappear overnight. And this is the thing I think that is often, as fans, we, we we wear our badges on our on our chests, and you know all we focus on is is what's right for the club. But from a player's point of view, he's got to consider that you know, one broken leg and that could be the end. You'll be maybe make a comeback and mm. playing for um, the forest green Rovers in front of the vegan crowd or something, you know, it's, it, it, it can all disappear in a flash. So you have to take your chances and your opportunities when they're there in front of you. I I, I think anyone would do, I think we, we'd all have to think like that. So equally um, if we can retain him at least to the end of the season, then a lot of things become possible. If we can get a playoff run, um, who knows? Anything's possible, isn't it? So um, it's going to be going to be an interesting decision as to what happens. There's clearly interest um, and Jed Wallace would have to be interested if that, that kind of money is available to him. But what I do like about Jed, just to finish on that point, is he, um, he posted on um, on Twitter that he's, he's uh, he doesn't have to show how committed he is to Millwall. And I, I, I like I like that part of him and, and that element in Jed. I think he is committed to the club. And mm-hmm. it'll, it'll give one hundred percent, no matter what happens. So uh, we we wait to see. Um, we've mentioned Bart Bielkowski a few times, but what a save that was at the end of the game there. I, I, I thought that was oh, him. Phenomenal. When,
2: phenomenal
0: when that, when that was that, that the deflection was wicked, and it was um downwards um, near post kind of ball, and to get something on that to block it was a match winning save in my opinion. Um, mm. But um yeah, two points from Fulham in sixth spot. Um, huge game against Barnsley. Um, Pre-Christmas is traditionally a bit of a flat game, but if we can get a, a decent um, Mill crowd in, in, in the in the house, then that's certainly, um, uh, you know, a crucial game. Nice story about Thompson, not if he's caught dancing at the Lions Christmas party. Um, Gary Rout wanted to find him, Michael. Uh, I don't know if he did do any dancing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the way he got carried off, he looked like he could barely walk. But... Um, if he was dancing, I'd wonder what he was putting in one of his drinks. You know, <laughs> something <laughs> pain killing. <laughs>
2: oh, um, I thought I thought that was that, that in truth again. I know we said it just uh, just a while back about Derby Derby being this you know great football thing. I did think that was sort of bad form of the Derby fans to boo him off. I mean, there's one thing sort of play acting when when you know you're running down the clock, but when you get to a point, and I know, I know that for a Millwall fan to say, oh yeah, Ben Thompson don't go down, we can appreciate that, but Derby fans don't know him. But when you get a player who's actually being physically carried off because he can't put any weight on his leg and stretches are coming over, to actually boo a player, I thought was bad form
0: from them. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's football, isn't it? That's football. So but it was, a, I just,
2: we won one, 0 one. We won.
0: <laughs> right, you're right, you're right. Um, but you know, you're going to get that. That's that's part of the game. Um, some of the articles on news at Den are mentioning. Um, the leadership of Alex Pierce. I, I, I must admit, I wasn't terribly impressed with Pierce when I first saw him This going back to the last season. Um, but he does seem to be a, a crucial factor in the dressing room spirit and now increasingly as part of this three-man defence. He does seem to be a linchpin, doesn't he?
2: I think that we, we said at the end of the game that it, it's, it's rather strange because you talk about the Jed Wallaces and the Tom Bradshaws with that great goal and you've got your Bud and who's the international, etc., <laughs> a few of us said that we actually thought that man of the match toss of a coin was our, like Murray Wallace or uh, Alex Pierce, two very steady ed- eddies who who did their, the simple stuff, but did it very very well. I mean, you're never you're never going to get you're never going to get like a sort of Sol Campbell, Rio Ferdinand, that sort of Carvalho type performance from Pierce, But what you're going to get is you're going to get a you know you're not going to get Ramsey, and if you do, it's going to have to take something sort of semi special to do so. You know, yeah. he's not a ball plan defender. He doesn't bring a ball out. But ultimately, it's this modern football thing. I mean, call me old fashioned, Nick. I know I'm only in my early thirties, but I always <laughs> thought defenders. I always book defenders defend. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see a centre half run thirty yards with a ball if he loses it, he's got to run thirty yards back to to get it.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, that's that's what I want from my central defenders. Um, more than anything, I think he's clearly, um, as the article here says, he's, he's such a popular character in the dressing rooms. He sets the standard. That's what you want. You want that leadership. Um, it's kind of what we lacked at times last season. I, I felt, but we do have it this season, and and the and the rewards are there to be seen. Um, week in week out. I also want to. Um, we've mentioned Murray Wallace a few times and um, i got told off slightly for saying Murray Wallace was my man of the match because he made error upon error apparently in his, the previous game um, his passing statistics weren't up to scratch and you know but it's it sometimes it's not just the numbers it's it's the presence on the field the willingness to to you know to to carry on regardless and um, you know, I, I thought Murray did very well up there at Pride Park on Saturday. I thought he turned it a turned in a shift. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure if anyone's noticed, but he's not a left back.
0: He's, he's not a left a back. back by
2: trade.
0: Yeah, and he's but, you know there was a nice interview with him on the the official site where he's you know he's saying how much he's enjoying the football here, and you know it's just nice to hear that kind of stuff. I also want to give a little shout, if I may, Mike. I don't know much of a view you had of it. Um, of the Jake Cooper dribble down the left wing. It was, um, well, standing Matthews for the older listeners. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the great left wingers we've had, but he certainly showed some ball control and a kind of a teetering on the edge of disaster quality that made it compulsive. Viewing for those mm-hmm. mighty few seconds whilst he made that, that dribble down the the left wing. Um, I, I think he just overran it at the end, didn't he? I was hoping for, a, you know, a killer cross and a goal from yeah. the move. But- <laughs>
2: Well, for for me, it was a combination of, like, Bambi on ice at the end, Harry started going down. And also, I don't know, um, I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen it, Nick, but the the listeners might have. Do you remember that famous, like, uh, that famous little video of the bloke on the skateboard who high-fives his mates with the coffees and then slowly starts falling (laughs) over? And it takes an absolute age for him to hit the floor. (laughs) <laughs> we sort of stood there thinking, is he ever going to fall over? And then he did. And then somehow he sort of—I well, think he won the free kick. And we think that's
0: probably the most generous free kick you've ever seen in your life. Well, oh, no, I, play to him. At least he gave it a go. He gave it a good go. I, I have a—I have a—is um, like confessional to the listeners now? But I have a—a slightly—I'm aware it's slightly moronic, but I love those um, drunk people CCTV videos you get on on, oh, on it's the like that, Twitter. Yeah, I, I follow loads of those, and I know I know it's moronic humour, and I, I'm aware that this is a failing in my sense of humour, which I like to think is sophisticated and highbrow. But I just love seeing like the like you say, the bloke um, going along with the drinks and the kind of disaster unfold in slow motion. And I, I, I had a slight sense of that with Jake making that run on on Saturday. But no, it was it was it was something to see. That's for sure. And um, well done, Jake, for having the confidence to even go and try it. I think that's that's yeah. what struck. It struck me in real time. The, the, the team are playing without fear at the moment, and that's that's that extends you know, across the whole squad.
1: Achtung,
2: Mehlball.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash acast. Code
0: acast. The team did have their Christmas party on Saturday after the um, after the game, and also went to Winter Wonderland on Sunday. Apparently, you've been? Did you take the kids to Winter Wonderland, Michael? Have you done that?
2: Not yet. I've not, I don't think I can afford it at the moment with my two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, they also did a. I guess this is like one of these, um, like a team building thing. You go monkey heist. Um, apparently, this is a series on Netflix. Um, but they went out on their Christmas party dressed in monkey heist gear, um, which all sounds a bit dodgy to me. They're all dressed in red jumpsuits with um, like a Salvador Dali style. Um, one for the artistic listenership there, a Salvador Dali type mask with a uh a mustache flicking up i'm, I'm gesturing to, no, no one can see it i'm gesturing okay um they, they went out did this you ever watch this uh, mon- oh, money heist not monkey heist <laughs> Monkey <laughs> heist. i've mon- <Yeah>, <laughs> I mean, be, become, become fixed on the syria r oh, anti-racism um posters Mo- not monkey heist money heist listeners money heist on netflix apparently <laughs> Have you watched it? I've, I've no idea what it is. <laughs> I
2: can't say. So I have to be fair. I just thought it was like silly outfits to stop and being recognised when they're queuing up for the roller coasters. Never watched it.
0: Well, Murray Wallace says whatever goes on at the Christmas party stays at the Christmas party. It's all, it's all being kept in-house and no phones, no, no phone coverage, but it does give us a little insight into the fact that we'll all be drinking protein shakes on the way home rather than of course, uh, they will. alcohol. They will. Alcohol. <laughs> um, I think it's time, Michael, that we lead into the club shop update, mates. Um, well before we do, I, I, we, you picked out a, um, a tweet from Lee Dolby the uh, Second. I don't know if you got mm. it to hand. Um, do you want to read out Lee Dolby's tweet about the club um,
2: shop? I, I, I shall bear with me one second, listeners. When uh, while I find it, it was um, very articulately put.
0: I have to say. Well done, Lee. Um, I think you got to the heart of the matter here to be honest. Yeah, yeah,
2: he didn't beat round the bush much, did he? No, uh, um, no. Here it is, the club shop update. Enough is enough. Now we have the most disgraceful club shop in the country. It's been shit for years. And the club are doing nothing about it. And if I was that shit at running my department, I'd expect to get the sack. At Mill FC, just nothing ever in stock. Now, I know that's like this section of the show is parody because we all know how good the club shop really is, Lee. So, good, good Christmas
0: festive joke there, mate. I think Lee's hit the nail on the head. I also saw another one. I th- forgive me whoever posted it on Twitter. I can't remember who, who it was. But uh, I think it was a she. Probably Dolby the third. <laughs> that
2: expletive, <laughs> expletive tweet has
0: got him banned. I think they drew drawn attention to, was, was it Colchester United's club shop, which was like groaning with gear, you know, groaning with Colchester United-related tat and, you know, scarves and shirts yeah. and whatnot. Um, And making a contrast with our our, our, um, stuff, which we're going to run over a threesome of of items in a moment. listeners. But someone else also drew attention to the fact that the Dossian Forest Club shop was open um, to eight o'clock at night leading into Christmas. Um, That's that's radically thinking, isn't it? Open up late at Christmas so people can come and buy stuff. Have you ever heard of that before? (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, but also as well talk about the, the, the uh colchester rubbish um, the uh derby county luxury rug for 40 pounds was something that i thought was a was a nice yeah. little touch i was uh, half tempted to get one myself
0: there we are so yeah there's this clearly um advanced level retail thinking going on out there in the football world one number one the colchester school says get plenty of stuff in your shop and the Nottingham Forest School says, open up late so people can come and buy. Um, clearly, those those uh, management philosophies haven't reached the den as yet. Um, well, we, you know, we, we, we struggle. But you've picked out three tasty little morsels here, Michael, from the, the, the club shop. Do you, shall we, um, Should I, I kick off with the Mill greeting cards? Or would you like please, to please with?
2: do because this is mildly offensive and it's your show. So if we get pulled off the air, we can blame you.
0: Oh, I don't mind being mildly offensive, and listeners understand that that's how I that's where I come at life, it's how I roll. Listen
2: in this life, one thing counts in the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You got to pick a pocket, or two.
0: Got... so mill greetings cards. Um, I will post this on um online. It's a happy birthday card with a with a, um, a mill badge in the middle of it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And along with feeling festive and working out whether that's someone special in your life will let you go to the Welsh capital on Boxing Day, <laughs> um, it's also the time when you, you should get some Christmas cards. Well, if you are fortunate to be born on Christmas Day, then the only meal emblazoned card you'll get from the online club shop on the 25th of December is a birthday card. Yes, if you like, if like Jesus, you share your birthday on one of the most holiest of days, then get down to the Mill Club shop. Uh, Note, prices on for all cards are £2.50. That would be a lot for that card. But anyway, £2.50. Also, if you're feeling generous to our Lord and Saviour as we approach Easter, you can also get him a Get Well Soon card. <laughs> are we not doing any Christmas cards in the shop? Have we not have we got any Christmas cards? No. We'll...
2: Happy birthday. <laughs> you're a mum. You're a dad. Get well soon. Nothing so, Christmas more and get well soon.
0: So unless your birthday, like Jesus, is the twenty fifth of December, you're you're stuffed, Kipper. There's a happy birthday card, no no Christmas cards. I mean, it's it's basic stuff.
2: Yeah, I know, I know we say it every week, but how ridiculous! It is Christmas. There's not a single Christmas card you can buy from the club shop.
0: Honestly, honestly, and you know, I know that. £2.50 for that card, it is a pretty basic card, but anyway, alright, you could probably live with that for a happy birthday card with Millwall on it um, but Christmas cards Chris, it, you, it, this happens every year at the same point in the, 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 it's not a moving feast, the date is set, it's the 25th of December, you can plan for it, people bombard no, you, you. you,
2: you have a seven and a half months to plan for it
0: oh mate, so no Christmas cards in the club shop, um, only birthday cards, no. No. there we are so we move indeed. along we move along michael you take the um elf on the shelf so
2: yes so, so there are many there are many that ask us and probably more than you think tweet me about the club shop but what is the the with capital letters number one product in the mill club shop at christmas well,
0: well it's not well, christmas cards
2: think, well it's obviously <laughs> not christmas cards indeed well for those who sensibly would think it is football kits for your children Novelty birthday cards or other items of clothing that would fit the next Mill Superstar, then you would be mistaken. Because top of the leaderboard, and it actually is top of the leaderboard for the holiday period, is the one and only Millwall Elf on the shelf. So ignore those items that last for longer than a few weeks on the club site and look past the awful grammar with the capital O and the capital T in the heading <laughs> when you click on the purchase button to find that the... the most popular item in the club, has no price and no way at all of being able to buy it. Shocking. So don't delay, work out a way <laughs> to crack this code and buy today. So please note, yes, the Elf on the Shelf is above items on the top 10 list, such as new home shirts, polo shirts, socks and training kits. Also, the one positive, he spends less time on the shelf throughout the year than Jerry Skalak.
0: I, I I I'm just looking at it. I mean, I will post this and have posted it online already, listeners, so you you can see this item. The idea that this um, it's like a like a, a witchcraft what do they call them uh, the the, the, the they're not a dolly what do they call most things you stick pins into um, a voodoo doll. But, uh, a voodoo, yeah, like a voodoo doll. It has that kind of look about it. But the idea that that's a more popular item sales wise than um, training kit and and clothing and shirts and all the rest of it seems. I don't know. It Basketball. doesn't seem... Uh, untrue, I think. <laughs> it's what I think. Why you would let your, your your website show that, I don't know. You'd, you'd adjust it to, to reflect that. But then even if, if you must have this, and even if it is a top-selling item, you'd stick a price on it and make sure people can get it. it is, it's quite an ugly-looking thing, Michael, in all honesty. I, 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 I wouldn't want that looking yeah. at me in the, in the middle of the night to life the life out of you, wouldn't it? The, yeah, uh, the, it's
2: appalling, isn't
0: it, in Hell from the shelf. Important. There's... There's a certain word for the witchcraft, the voodoo dolls. There's a certain word which should come to me probably after I'd stop recording the show. But anyway, there it is. Um, you could, if you Date. want it, you can't get it. Hmm. So we move along. Um, Mill twenty nineteen to twenty, the adult players travel bench jacket. <clears throat> so this mm-hmm. is like a like a puffer jacket, isn't it? Indeed. Um, Indeed uh consider this next voice which i'm my voice is cracking up but i'm going to sound like noddy holder from the the top band the slade in the 70s it's christmas and along with the prices that plummet on boxing day so that the temperatures will never fear the mill club shop is here for the absolute bargain price of 75 quid wow um you can be the proud owner of the mill 2019-20 uh, adult players travel bench jacket. You can watch the upcoming FA Cup glamour tie against Newport in complete comfort and warmth as long as you say no to the roast potatoes and Yorkshire puddings as the only sizes available are small and medium. Note there is a seven-day delivery time for all um, items and as the cut-off date for orders prior to Christmas is the 20th of December, it may not arrive on the day itself. Um, but only small and medium. You'd think you'd stock up with maybe they don't sell enough of these things. I don't know. You'd, you'd think you'd have a couple of them knocking around to to sell if someone did want. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, in in fairness, it's not my type of jacket. It's not a bad looking one. It's 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 you could wear that and not feel totally ashamed of yourself. But uh, and also, if you're charging seventy five pound, Michael, that's, that's that's quite a high profit margin. So if someone is willing to buy buy with that uh, at that yeah. price, you'd have it in stock, wouldn't would you? you? Would you pay seventy five quid for that? no 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 um you'd want a lot more for your money than i th- i mean i, I, I want to see how thin that is i bet it's not very very thick so it has a look of a like mm. a rainwater jacket rather than something that's going to keep you warm but without seeing it it's hard to say but um
2: yeah. it,
0: it doesn't look that that um it, you know it's, it's not going to keep you going on a really cold day but leave all that aside if, if if there is a market for you, you'd want at least a range of sizes, even if it's only one in each, so that you could at least feed the demand from the public if there is is one. Um, and then as for mm. not um, not um, having a seven-day delivery time, I just think it's laughable. The whole shop is laughable, isn't it? It's, it's it's It goes beyond the joke. And it's also the most public face of the club because it's open all the time. I mean, you, you can go there any any working day of the week when... Um, no one's around to shop, but it's there. It's, it is the public place of the club and it's just a, such yeah. a shambles. I don't know how long it can carry on yeah, like no exactly.
2: Well, probably a bit longer the way it's going, you know, but I mean, it, it's 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 a strange one because like, I know we say it and again, we sound like broken records and all this and I think I think one of the reasons why you now rotate your guests is because people are getting pissed off at me talking about the club shop. Every week. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but
0: it's... Uh, <laughs> It is no, in it, let's be honest with you. it's poor. It it's poor. Rubbish. Someone else posted. It wasn't wasn't Lee, but they said they couldn't. They were trying to call to place a phone order for some stuff, <clears throat> couldn't get through. Um, match day, so there should be staff in the in the place, um, and they gave up. And as they posted, that's a hundred quid that's going to go somewhere else to other retailers for Christmas presents, not into the club. Yeah, it's. Um, there we are. We've said it again.
2: Achtung, Achtung Mehlball. There was actually a link to something at the bottom of the page. Sorry to bore you here, listeners, when I do my research. I tried to click on the link. I thought, oh, this looks interesting. Sort of like acrylic designs, you know? The acrylic. So like, I thought it's something, it's, it's something different. It's next to the auction section of the club shop. So mm. again, it's something. Thank you, Simon. The link do not work. So, so uh... go, good looking hyperlink with acrylic it doesn't work
0: terrible yeah. i i i i can i can see an argument if you could get the online um shop running properly um and get the so well there's so much to do actually you've got to sort out the product range um you've got to get the online shop functioning properly you've got as you get older, you've got to send them out pretty much same day in my opinion people have got to get their stuff fast this is what they expect in the modern world and don't know if you necessarily need to have it open every day um i think there's an argument for it to be only open physically um on match days possibly you could do it like they have these pop-up bits around the the ground don't they where you're you're primarily selling shirts and shorts and t uh the the training Mm t-shirts and and the like um whether you need that shop open all the time i don't know but you must must get your online operation running correctly i mean i know I'm no businessman. I am no online retail guru, but that seems to me to be a minimum expectation of people apart with mm. money. You get your gear fast, and you have some yeah, method of method of returns yeah. and, and and all the rest of it. But it's yeah. it's it's laughable. But anyway, we'll, no doubt we'll revisit the club shop again as, as um, 2020 hoves into view. Certainly is Barnsley on Saturday, Michael. Crucial game. Um, yeah. Fancy our chances, mate. What's, what's 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 your 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 feelings and score prediction for for Saturday?
2: Mm. Well, interestingly, like you said, Nick, uh, you know, under the sort of a uh, Neil Harris and arguably the Kenny Jacket days, this this was this was the banana skin and Barnsley. Mm. I think mm. it was up until last season were the um, sort of like our voodoo side weren't they? You know, we don't have a great record them. against
0: them. No, that's yeah.
2: right. And then, ironically, a couple of years ago, you know, when we was. Uh, I think it was when we were back down in League One, I believe. Uh, you know that we was on a pretty decent little run, and it, and it was a certain Mister Tom Bradshaw who came down and scored two against us. I remember that game as well.
0: Indeed. Um, yep.
2: yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're 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 definitely banana, they're potentially banana skin, or they were. Uh,
0: the score prediction.
2: Yeah, five going to fill him confidence. Uh. <laughs> two one. Millwall, Millwall. Two
0: one. Millwall two. Bonesley one. I I think we'll do it. I think we're in far more capable hands now. Um, and obviously, we've got this uh, Boxing Day fixture at Cardiff, which would be the Neil Harris versus Millwall, which would be an odd feeling in itself um, to come. But I'm just thinking Gary Rowett, we have a thinking manager, an intelligent manager, um, a man that can um, plan ahead for what we'd expect from Barnsley, which would be a difficult game. He'll he'll have it in his mind what he wants to do and how we'll set up. So I fancy us to win. I think it'll be a tight yep. game. Uh, I'm going to go with Mill one, Barnsley nil, and that sets us up for Boxing Day against Cardiff. How do you think that's going to go? While we're on the subject, while well, I've got you on the phone, um, it's going to be an odd an odd game, isn't it? Given yeah. The, the close ties, but I mean, it still feels odd to think of Neil Harris as not being a Millwall man through and through, despite all the criticisms that we've we've mm. all said and the praise for Gary Rowett. It's going to feel very odd, in my opinion, on yeah. uh, on, on Boxing Day for those that travel.
2: Mm. And in truth, as well, to Neil Harris, let's be let's uh, be honest. How how well has he done since he's taken over? You know, to get that that real um, at Leeds as well recently because yeah, three nil down. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a lot of people saying, and myself included, I'll oh, hold my hands up to this, that did Neil Harris only have that sort of championship job because uh, he, uh, he was at Millwall, you know. He could only manage Millwall. To take a punt.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and, and he's proved, uh, he's proved. you know, that's not the case. You know, he's, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, and it, it does feel strange because he, he obviously got the new job so soon after, after leaving us. You know, I thought he'd have been out of the game for six months to a year gone somewhere like a League One team, yeah, it's going to feel weird. Uh, Neil Harris, though, like he proved against Leeds, he, he and uh, historically against Leeds, if he if he wants to put a team out to perform, they they always perform, don't they? So I think I'd be happy with a with a score draw and everyone's happy in truth.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's clearly got a team in Cardiff. Um, to go three 0 down against Leeds is you probably said that was that fixture was running to to par as you'd expect. But to dig mm. their way out, the 52nd minute going 3-0 down Bamford penalty, that made it 3-0 to Leeds. You'd expect a team to, to collapse. And as is the way of Neil Harris's size traditionally, they don't collapse. Um, we, we started to collapse a bit, and that was what led to the, the parting of the ways. But they they show great character to make a comeback. So I expect to be a tough fixture down there. And I don't mm. think... Um, I think we'll do well to get away with a point down there. So I'm hoping for, hoping for the best, but... Um, I think if we come away from the um, Cardiff uh, City Stadium with with at the point, we'll have done well there. So um anyway, um, all the best to those that can travel down to to their unboxing. I can't make that one, unfortunately. So our next fan show will probably be um will probably be next week actually, there's um Christmas Days next um next Wednesday. So we'll try and slide in the fan show next week. So big thank you to Michael for holding the fault. Uh, thank you to Aaron for coming on the show. We had reception difficulties where he's working at the moment, so he's had to dive out early. Thank you to Michael for holding the fort with me to, to get a show together. And um, I think we need a bye for now from you, Michael. We'll go for the bye for now?
2: Bye for now. Mehlball